Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. That's my actual job title and last name, which is a part of the reason why the mathematical model that I built to predict various sports outcomes is named Sideline. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. Kishin here, check out the webpage on the banner for some explanations, goals, full recommendations on wager scaling and community rules. Also read a little bit more about that mathematical model that I built. You can talk more about that as the show goes along. So always remember there are no locks in gambling. So what Silent provides are loves, lights, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We give it a lot of picks. Whether it's via the show, the plays of the day, all the A-grade plays that are usually pretty good to back on average, and on the Discord as well. How I recommend playing all those, you can be found on that website listed there. Again, this is just a subset of the games and a subset of the plays. There's a lot more out there to be found. So check out the show description for all sorts of good links to get you all the things you need, including the Google Sheet, which contains the full set of projections for every game. And if you want early access to those to bet those opening lines, they move quick and you can get some really good value. We talked a lot about that in the Discord today. Head up to Patreon, link of the crawler below. It's also where you can get access to that Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, I say that same statement every day. I, I, if, if, if people are following along with the bowl picks, they'd probably hear that statement and say, no, you kind of can be profitable every day. That's how good the, the bowl season's going for. So I guess my recommendation is check out the bowl stuff if you haven't yet. It's been going really well. Uh, we can just only hope it continues because so far bowl season has been uh, the Christmas gift that keeps giving. You know what I mean? Hey, it's it's been absolutely wonderful. Love making a little bit of extra money. I mean, and then and in this case with the bowl season, you're making a lot of extra money because everything is going perfect, almost perfect. It really is, and it's it's almost like one of those. Uh, cousin Jared and I were actually talking about this uh, today. We were texting about it. It's like it's one of those feels too good to be true. Like we just can't believe how well it's gone. And we and you know, look. The bottom line is, we can both acknowledge it's not going to go that well. Always, you're never going to always hit this 80% or whatever nonsense that we're hitting, but you have to enjoy it, live it up and love it because there's going to be other bad stretches too. And it's these type of stretches. We had the same sort of run in baseball every year in baseball. We get these like stretches like this and it's always fun. You just kind of live them up, make as much as you can enjoy it because then you have these long stretches where you're just going 500 and you're just kind of tread water. And it's like, but if you've had those stretches where you made a lot of money, it, it could be a lot of fun. That's what we've had in bowl season. So I think, you know, bowl season's wrapping up here, but you know, with college basketball, we're going to hit one of those here pretty soon with conference starting. We're talking about a lot of conference games today and i feel like there's we're just around the corner from one of those stretches here in basketball and when we get on them it's just it's fun you write it out and you love it because you know it, it's not always that good you know yeah yeah like if we can get one of those fun stretches of basketball it's great because it's every day like and it's multiple games a day like bowl season's great because you get maybe something every day but it's like one maybe two basketball yeah. we hit those stretches it's four or five games every day and it's so much fun Right, which is what's fun about ba baseball, the same thing, right? Where it's like, if you can get that on baseball, you could do some real damage. So, um, you know, I always say there's lots of picks out there. Sometimes the picks on Discord do better. Sometimes the picks on the plays of the day do better. Sometimes the picks on here will do better. Sometimes just the A grades will do better. All that, again, you can find those links 
um, in the show description how to access all that stuff. Uh, it, it all kind of ebbs and flows. You never really know. If you're looking for a place that's going to hit 100% of their picks, I'm sorry, this isn't the place for that. We aren't going to hit 100% of our picks. We're going to do our best, and ho hopefully the overall is good. And again, this is just a subset. Uh, we're recording here on Tuesday night. It looks like the Monday games are going okay so far. we got a couple that we're like kind of crossing our fingers here as they wrap up, uh, hoping to get us across the finish line. So hopefully, hopefully we've started the, the week off right. By the time you watch this, all these games will be over, and you'll know whether that's true or not. By the time we get re done recording, we'll probably know that. But for right now, we're kind of still in the dark. So uh, either A, here, we struggled to start off the week, and we're going to write the ship the next day, or we started off the week great, and we're going to continue that. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, whichever one it is. I need, to, I need to go back and edit one of those out and keep the other one in so that it, it's like we know what we're talking about. All right, well, before we get to uh, today's games here, lots of them for you on this Wednesday. Some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Tons of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. The people on the Discord have been talking a lot about it lately. All the benefits over there, totally worth the price of admission. Uh, it's their testimonials. I should probably like collect those and put them on the website, but I'm a terrible marketer. <laughs> but it's a lot of good stuff and a lot of fun. Uh, www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor if you want to get in on that. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And Kurt, as the time of this recording on Tuesday night, uh, Jake, there's uh, 30-ish, I, I think, games on Wednesday. Uh, about 13-ish, I think, A plays. It, it, like Tuesday, it feels like we're on Monday, about to be on Tuesday. The whole Christmas, no games on Monday, really feels like throwing everything off. So it feels like I'm about – I feel like if I say for Tuesday, it's what my brain wants to say. I'm, I'm like – Looking at my shirt, I'm like, this is my Wednesday shirt. You know, it's you know, you, you, you got your different shirts for the days of the week, right? So you don't have to think about it. So it's Wednesday, but Wednesday of all the A grade plays, the biggest edge on the board, 4 p.m. Central, UNC Wilmington minus 11 and a half at Monmouth. Uh, of all the A grade plays, it's why I like it. It's the biggest edge, and the biggest edges tend to do really well. Sideline says it should be 14 and a half, so we've got three points of cushion. Three points of cushion matters a little bit less out here than closer down, but it still is worth a lot. I convert everything to percents and probabilities to determine what our edges are. Um, and again, even though each point's worth a little bit less out here, this is still the biggest edge on the board. Um, we've also underestimated just how good UNC Wilmington has been this year and overestimated Monmouth. And again, I always talk about this. You probably heard me say it. The model is built to be a little bit slower reacting. It's not built to overreact because in general, our prior distributions that we have at the start of the season are fairly accurate. And if we tend to overreact too much on a short number of games, we're going to be chasing our tail and chasing trends that don't exist. So the model's built to move fairly slow. So when I see something like that, I say, there's a chance that this is a, that 14 and a half is a pretty good number. There's a chance the model just isn't reacting quick enough and it really should be bigger than that. There's a chance UNC Wilmington wins this game by close to 20. And that's my take on it. Jake, why is this an A grade play in your book? Yeah, this UNC Wilmington team is not getting the love that it should. Their three losses on the year are North Carolina by 13, Oklahoma by 21, and UConn by 36. Throw the UConn one out because UConn's just outstanding. But yeah, I mean, the other yeah. ones are like kind of expected. After that, they've got wins over Jacksonville by almost 30, North Texas, Missouri State, and Vermont, who are all very solid teams. Um, mm -hmm. And they've really been in control of all those games. Uh, like any game outside the not top 40, they've 
really control the game. They, uh, they've got a well above average offensive defense. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. Like in their wins on the year, besides those three losses, they've won by about 12-ish points on average. Uh, so right in there. So they're really controlling the games. Um, they're good from three. They're good for the free throw line. Monolith, on the other hand, just needs to be hated a lot more than what they are. They are just struggling. They don't do anything very well. They play at a high pace. They're going against a very slow team in this UNC Wilmington, and they're going to try to force the pace. They're going to be a lot of extra extra mistakes that don't normally happen as they try things that aren't going to work against this UNC Wilmington team. So I think UNC Wilmington's got this five million. Like I, I just don't see Monmouth on the same floor. Yeah, you know, it's puzzling to me. I don't tend to look at records a lot. I may talk about them and throw some things out there. I may look at that, you know, with regards to talking about March because everyone loves a term. It's always fun to project and, and and whatnot. But UNC Wilmington's 10 and 3, which given that they're a smaller school, you look at that and you say maybe they've played a soft schedule. And, and maybe that's fairly true, right? I mean, they're not they're not the same 10 and 3 that, you know, a Power 5 school might be at this point or a team that's played a bunch of good tournaments, right? But Monmouth is 1 and 12. And I'm like, that's not good, and I don't really see anything in the data that indicates that they're much better than that. Like, maybe a little bit. Like, maybe they really aren't 1-12 bad. Maybe they're only 3-10 bad, but that's kind of bad. Like, it's really surprising me. I just don't see why this line is this way. Um, I think it's just a miss. I know there are people out there with all their conspiracy theories, but look, the, the bottom line to me is... Um, unless there's something about half of UNC Wilmington has the flu and we just missed it, (laughs) missed that piece of information. Um, You know, this is a real mismatch. I know it's on the road, uh, but UNC Wilmington is a much better team and should dominate this game because Monmouth has just not been a very good basketball team and bad basketball teams, whether they're home or not tend to lose by a lot to teams like Wilmington that are pretty respectable, you know, a slightly above average team. Um, I don't know. It really just seems that so kind of like it just seems really simple. Like it's hard to see how these two teams are, are going to compete, uh, you know, at the same level. Like one's just massively better than the other. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not that hard to handicap. Sometimes you don't have to overthink things and look and see. Tell you what the lines telling you. you no, know, sometimes when the, there's a lot of games like this, thirty games. Sometimes there's just missed lines, and I think this is one of them. Yeah, and it's we'll always wonder. I'll, I'll be curious to see. And again, if you have early access to the shows, you can watch this here right after we record it. Up gets uploaded right away. Um, if you're watching it later, if you're watching it uh, Wednesday in the morning after it's on YouTube, maybe you've seen the bet up for a little while. Who knows where the numbers move? Maybe this is all up to 14 or something like that, and we're just sitting there going, "That makes sense." Um, that's again advantage of making sure you're part of that Patreon. You can get the number a really good number. Maybe it's still a little bit half when you watch it. I don't know. The bottom line to me is uh, just as a reminder: there are no lies and gambling anything can happen there's a great commercial i've seen recently it's one of the weird stupid hail mary lateral plays from the nfl from a couple of years ago but it's with the with the dots and the end of it is basically like miracles happen so gamble responsibly and that's kind of my same message right there are no locks in gambling weird crazy things happen it would be surprising to us if monmouth loses only by single digits but crazy things happen in sports so don't invest your whole bankroll in this game it's just we think this is one of the best plays of the night and in general we want to make a lot of good plays and we know we're not going all of them but if we win more than we lose that's a good night and so that's what we're thinking there got a lot of other good a plays for you the best of the rest 
6 p.m. Central, Davidson at Fordham. Fordham uh, is the side that we're on here. The model is giving that an A grade. It's a pick'em. Model says it should be Fordham minus two. It's been a little underestimating how good Fordham is, a little bit overestimating how good Davidson is. So maybe it should be two and a half, something like that. But I mean, we've backed Davidson. Or me, we faded Davidson seven times and gone five and two fading them. We've backed Fordham eight times and gone six and two backing them. So it's been pretty profitable when we've been on Fordham and we faded Davidson. The model wants to do it again with an A-grade play. Jake, this is one of your favorite plays here. Why do you like Fordham to get this done at home? Like I, I love this Fordham team this year. They they besides getting drilled at Arkansas, like at Bud Walton against Arkansas. They've not really had any problems with any team winning by about 11-ish on average. Outside that, they're they've got a slightly less than average or like right around average offense and defense, but that really has to do with the turnovers where they're not forcing enough and they're turning it over too much because um, they shoot the ball well from everywhere. They rebound like madmen. They play at this fast pace. They're fun to watch. Uh, they make life, life hard on the other teams on the offensive end. They block a lot of shots. Uh, Moore and Queensberry, two very good players, should should make a real difference tonight. There's a chance Queensberry doesn't play, but with this being a conference game and all, I think, even though he sat out last game, I think he plays this game. Uh, Davidson struggles on defense. They have a very, very good offense, like near elite offense, but they really struggle to rebound the ball, and they depend a lot on uh, Lawyer. And if he's off, man, this team really has trouble offensively. I mean, you kind of saw that against Purdue when Purdue was having an absolutely terrible shooting night. They still couldn't cut couldn't cut it, couldn't get a lead, couldn't get it in there just because he was not on and the rest of the team, they couldn't rebound and they just fouled all the time. Uh, they're just not a very good defensive playing team. They're not playing well right now. They lost four of the last five, and that only win was at home against a very lowly Western Carolina team. I just don't think Davidson has it to go on the road and figure it out. I think you're muted. Oh. I'll cut all that out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. And uh, I already gave out a total on the Davidson-Fordham game over to the Discord. Uh, also given a total for the UNC-Wilmington-Monmouth game. So both games we talked about already gave out a total to the Discord for both of those. So we get lots of extra benefits there if you like totals. Uh, those have been uh, – the, the Discord plays have been doing pretty well. Uh, there's some extra little nuggets that I've seen as numbers have popped up. Just getting those out to people in real time. Um, numbers moving fast, so not going to talk about them here because they're already gone. I don't. They may jump back by the time you're watching this, but they're already gone now. So I'm not really worth talking about them, just, just – Note that there are some good total plays. The numbers already moved on both of those games. Uh, one more A-grade play that you really like here, uh, Kentucky-Missouri. No total play for me on this one. Uh, just an A-grade play on the model back in Kentucky, minus two at Missouri. Model locked this, or we locked this one in earlier at minus one and a half. At minus two, it's still an A-grade. Um, Missouri with a... Uh, you know, 11-1 record, I feel like a little bit of a surprise. I think we all thought they'd be decent, but but not quite this good. The way they played against Illinois in that rivalry game last week um, was pretty impressive. I, I think maybe we thought they could hang around, maybe get the win, but uh, they looked really good uh, in that game. Might be a little bit of a different story here with all the talent that Kentucky's bringing in. Should be a tight contest, but sometimes it should be Kentucky minus four. So it's going to back the Wildcats here. Jake, why are you on Kentucky minus two? Like this game is is very simple and at the same time very hard. It really comes down to what 
happens when Missouri has the ball. Does Missouri's offense, who's playing at a very, very high level, beat Kentucky's defense, who's playing at the same kind of high level? Um, I just – I don't think Missouri's quite ready to make that jump. I mean, if you look at the teams they've lost to – or the team they lost to in Kansas um, and other teams have kind of – like they haven't really gone against great defenses besides Kansas. Kansas got them by 30 in at Missouri. Um, not that Kentucky – I think Kentucky's going to get them by 30. I think that was the fluke thing. We, uh, we just talk about games pulling from distributions. That was kind of one of those tail distributions, right? It was, you know, maybe they should have won, but that was kind of one of those outlier-type cases. Yeah. Like, and, and the normal games and things like you just saw in Illinois, Missouri does not make too many uh, mistakes with the ball. They shoot, they shoot the threes uh, very well. They shoot a lot of them, creates long rebounds, and the best three is coming off an offensive rebound. Every real shooter knows that because you're getting to walk into the shot instead of doing something else. Uh, yeah. It's just – I think Kentucky is going to be that – is everything they do well, Kentucky's going to do a little bit better on the defensive end. I mean, you know what Shigwe does? He's just a rebounding machine, um, double-doubles almost every time he's out. Uh, so I think that's going to eliminate that. They're long. They're athletic. They're going to play a pretty good style of defense uh, to counteract what Missouri's got. They've also shooting the ball very well. It's very sneaky that how well Kentucky's shooting the three ball. And they shoot a pretty good amount of them, and they're hitting almost 40%. Uh, I just – I think Kentucky's got a little bit more offense than they, than Missouri has defense, and I think Kentucky's defense will be able to slow down Missouri's offense enough to get this win by about four or five, I think, is about where it should be. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. There's kind of a couple different ways you can look at it, but, you know, Kentucky's defense is really good going up against Missouri's offense really good. It's kind of a, a, a mixed bag. Hard to say who's really going to have an edge. Uh, it's going to be strength on strength, but uh, Missouri's defense just average. Kentucky's going to have an edge when they have the ball. And so you can kind of look at it that direction, or you can kind of look at it and just say both these offenses are really good. Kentucky's defense is just average. The difference makers, Kentucky's defense. So it's kind of whichever – I want to close in your framing of that. I, I agree with you. I think that's that's the big difference there is Kentucky's defense and the fact that it can at least neutralize Missouri's offense, whereas Missouri's defense isn't good enough to do that against Kentucky's. And that's what should get Kentucky the win on the road. Um, that takes us to Jake on a limb, a game that the model does not have an A-grade play. Just missed an A-grade on this one, but one that you like anyway. St. John's getting a point at home against Xavier. Uh, it's basically a pick em here. Uh, the model says uh, should be a pick em, getting a point. Again, I think the model locked in a B-grade at, at a point and a half. Um, model really wants you know plus two for an A grade, knowing that one doesn't happen a lot. But uh, at that point, you're really just kind of getting the push if they lose by two. You think that St. John's can win at home? Tell us more. Yeah, like I've talked about it on here before. I really love the St. John's team, especially at home. They're just a fun basketball team to root for. They're they're very talented. They're played at incredible pace they play just amazing defense and it's just they try to get that ball moving and it's just a lot of fun um i know last time out they didn't look great against villanova but villanova is getting better as they get healthier and neptune kind of gets his fingers on it so i, I don't really want to count that against them xavier's no villanova especially when it comes to turning the ball over um, not that they're terrible at it but they're not great at it and st john's is like records at the rack they're going to any little mistake, any little flaw you have, they're, they're going to expose it. Uh, they've got a good offense to go along with their defense. Uh, they just play at this outrageous pace. It's a lot of fun. They've got the athletic big guys to, that can guard on the perimeter, and they block a lot of shots. They, they'll hang with Xavier's big guys. 
Uh, I mean, if, if you, like Xavier plays fast, so this game should have just a like quick flash kind of speed. Uh, but I, if you look closely at the teams they've lost to, um, they've got near elite defenses. Not that St. John's has got a near elite defense, but they've got a really good defense. Uh, and it, like the teams Xavier's lost to is Duke, Indiana, and Gonzaga. They don't. And they don't really like to put the teams away like with good defenses. Like you've got Cincinnati by three, they they beat Seton Hall by three, uh, Florida by seven. They also have UConn coming next, so they could at home, so they could be looking ahead to that. I think this is a good spot to pick the St. John's team. Um, I'll take Mike Anderson over Sean Miller uh, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, so it's just I think St. John's is better equipped, has the better guards to handle the pace this game will get played. This game will be played at. Um, they've also got the home court advantage. I think they should actually be favored in this game by two to three points. So I, I really like St. John's here. Um, yeah, 10 and three, Xavier, 11 and two, St. John's. Uh, should be a good game. We talk about a lot of the Big East teams. The top like half of that conference is pretty, obviously we think UConn's probably the best team there, but you know, there's a bunch of teams right behind them. They're all really good. And it should be a, a lot of fun getting into uh, conference play here. If Xavier's looking past St. John's, uh, shame on them because this is a very losable game on the road if they are. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this, um, or I guess two, two things I want to say about this. Number one, uh, we're 3-0 backing St. John's seven and three fading um so that combines for a 10 and three record um xavier against the spread though has been pretty solid eight and four um i think the thing that's interesting though and this is the last point i want to make that you compare that st john's that villanova game you talked about one thing about that which is number one the location and um talk about some of these power five teams that the home court edges swings really are big because um the travel and all that other stuff that happens with the smaller schools still exists here with the bigger schools but um some of these travel spots are a little bit longer and the the, cr the crowds are bigger and uh you get some real big home court advantages so you have the swing from being at villanova to at home you mentioned that one the other one i think is interesting xavier and villanova are very similar with regards to overall offensive defensive level but they are light years apart with regards to pace and that's an interesting thing there because st john's was going up against a team who wanted to slow them down whereas xavier doesn't really want to do that and so i think that at least plays a little bit more into st john's hands an opponent that is more willing to play the pace that they want to, whereas Villanova was not going to be drug into that. And so that probably gives you a little bit more comfortability playing St. John's, a little bit more uh, easy breathing when you compare to that last game, because again, while the offense defense efficiency metrics are similar, the pace is not between those two teams. So that might give St. John's a little bit of an edge. You talked about the pace there. You'll see on the screen, their total 160.5. Many of y'all on official total player. I'm going to sneak it into the Jake on a limb segment. Y'all I'm going over 160.5. So that says this should be 164.5. This is a really large total, but you got two good offenses and two fast-paced teams. There should just be points for days in this one. Uh, it's a close contest. Maybe we'll even get overtime to help us out if not. But this seems like a game that's more like 90-something to 80-something by the end of it just because of how crazy these teams play. It should be a lot of fun. Definitely a game worth being on your TV set. Which takes us to the daily double-double, a game that – Maybe not worth being on your TV set. 8 p.m. Central, Houston versus Tulsa. Houston's always fun to watch, but this might get a little bit ugly here. Houston's favored by 19 and a half, and the game has a total of 132. The model locked in an A-grade play on Houston, minus 19. Jake, you're going to give the people the side. I'm going to give the people the total. I'll let you start. Yeah, we're going to take Houston minus 19 and a half. Look, don't make these things complicated. They're a top-tier championship contending team that loves to beat up on bad teams and Tulsa is a bad team. They struggle to rebound the ball. They struggle to shoot the ball. They play fast. It can be sloppy. 
Um, home court's not going to be enough here because all those things I just listed are negative for Tulsa are positives for Houston, especially when the other team is bad at them. They really take advantage of it. So I, I think Houston gets this one real, real easy. Uh, the model is eight no fading Tulsa. So it's done well when it's when it's faded them. And like you said, Houston's elite. Uh, I'm going to give you the under 132. The model says it should be 127. Houston's just suffocated teams uh, that they're much better than. And Houston does have a good enough offense that they can score. But Houston just seems like in these situations that they basically allow like 50 points. And it's not impossible to get over 132 when you allow 50 points. Obviously, Houston's good enough to do that. But I'm not really sure they're incentivized to score 90. I mean, this could easily be a nice little 80 to 50 type ball game. Lanes at 130, easy on the cover. Um, I, I think Tulsa struggles to really get um, past 50. I think that makes the under a good look. As Jake mentioned, Houston's a good look. Uh, you can take both of those. You can probably those. Or the intersection of those, if, if you're a team totals type person, would imply that the Tulsa team total under is a good look whenever you can get that around. The model says 53, and I, I think 53 seems pretty generous. Uh, Houston just can play some shutdown defense. If Houston plays defense for 40 minutes, Tulsa's going to have a hard time getting to 53. So whatever that team total is under there might be a good look. So lots of different ways you can play that game and speaking of totals we're gonna give you another uh what should be interesting game to keep your eyes on a lot of good games here wednesday i think the the must-see tv segment could have just been the whole show right could have yeah, been eight eight games or so that are really worth watching so we're gonna we kind of snuck in a couple good games to watch here earlier before we even get to that because there's so much that you probably want on your television set 5 30 p.m central villanova at uconn the total of the day we're gonna go under 137 in this one, Villanova has still got that really efficient offense. Their defense is lacking, but that pace is still going really slow. And we've tried to play a couple of Villanova overs. It hasn't really worked. So the model's kind of taking note and adjusting to that. It says this total should be about 133. Uh, the main thing, main point here, really, UConn uh, elite defense, suffocating defense, and can really neutralize Villanova's offense. Villanova knows that they have to play at a slow pace against this UConn team. They're well coached at this point when you've got a disciple of Jay Wright um, like they have there. You know he knows the playbook here. And the playbook, when you're um, a 12-point underdog, the, on the road, the playbook is limit the possessions. If you try to have too many possessions, he knows UConn is going to destroy them. So he's going to try to limit the possessions they've got, um, and they'll be going up against a good enough UConn defense that this should say lower scoring. you got a conference game. Totals tend to start dropping a little bit once you get these conference games, a little bit more um, grinded out type games here. So we're going to go on 137. And what should be an interesting game because, uh, you know, Villanova-UConn, Always worth being on your television, uh, at least to see if Villanova can hang in there uh, against what might be the best team in the country in UConn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, UConn might be one of the best, like, all-around, just complete teams we've seen in a while. Like, like I, I don't know if we brought it up before with Butler. That, that game was never close, even though the score got close for a minute. And then they also kept Butler to 40 points. And the, the keeping teams to 40 points is – Really tough to do in college basketball, especially with a three ball. And Keep, keeping decent teams to forty points is even harder, right? So keeping anybody to forty is hard, but like keeping decent teams to forty is not easy to do. Yeah, and I, it's just, at, ho at, at home, it was at yeah. Butler. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like outrageous what they can do, and and I I really can't wait to see this team get through the Big East because this Big East is a lot of fun to watch this year. 
Yep, absolutely. All right, we'll take us to the must-see TV games of the day. A lot of them we've already talked about, uh, but we've got a handful more that we want to look back to. 6 p.m. Central Florida at Auburn. Auburn is a six-point favorite. The model had a B-grade pick on Auburn at minus five and a half, so not an A-grade quality. Jake, you like this one, though. You're on Auburn minus six. Tell us why. Like, I'm very interested in this game. I think the Auburn we expected to see at the beginning of the year finally starts to show up a bit here. Um, they're not the traditional Bruce Pearl teams that live off threes and turnovers. Um, they play a bit reckless, and they steal the ball at a really high rate. They just don't shoot a lot of threes, and they're not a very good free-throw shooting team or three-point shooting team. They're also not a very good free-throw line uh, for the free-throw line, and that scares me a little bit. Uh, but being at home should help that. Uh, this will be one of the fastest-paced games we see all year between these two teams and how they like to go. Uh, the offensive glass will be big. Florida loses – like, in Florida, when Florida loses, they play a little too much one-on-one kind of uh, offense, and that's really what Auburn's defense is going to do to them here. They're going to force them to play one-on-one, and it's not going to go well. I mean, they've got one of the worst assists to field goal made ratios in in the nation right now, and that's really going to hurt against this Auburn defense. Um, you know, all, to really to look at that, all you have to see is the UConn, West Virginia, Xavier, or even Florida Atlantic games. I mean, I don't think Auburn runs them out of the gym, but I think this one ends closer to ten, just with how Auburn will make make really got to just make Castleton work by himself and not let the guards help him out, and and I think Auburn has the talent to do that. Yet another game where the uh, Discord users already got a total play. And again, it's already moved about two points since then. So not really what we're talking about here because most of the uh, value, about half the value is already sucked out of it. But again, another reason to be over there when it's on Discord to get some real-time information that you could take and, and play those or, or not. But at least, you know, you have that option, whereas now the number on that's gone. And I don't see that one coming back. I think it was pretty poorly priced in the first place. Um, so some good stuff over there. Next one, 8 p.m. Central, Alabama at Mississippi State. Alabama is a two-point favorite. Uh, model gave this an A grade already, so it's one that we've already locked it at that uh, number. Two is as high as the model wants to go, though. It doesn't want to lay any more than two. Um, and we always talk about that one is a little bit less likely, two, three, four, et cetera, have a little bit higher probability weight. So at least when you're – I was like two is an important number uh, when you're laying it because when you're laying two, um, you're almost assured not to lose. Winning by one is not that common in college basketball. So uh, you might win by two and push, but you're not that likely to lose. So model likes Alabama minus two. It's an A-grade play. Jake, why are you on – uh, the Crimson Tide here on the road. Like Mississippi State just dropped their first one in a while, or the first one game of the year, and they've been trying to do so for a while. I mean, they almost gave it up to what Nickel State. Um, mm-hmm. They've got an unreal defense, and they try to play as slow as possible to keep the possessions low, so their lack of offense doesn't come back to show up so much. Um, but it's just not a great combo here. We're going against this Alabama team. They struggle from the free throw line. They really struggle just shooting the ball in general. Alabama, complete opposite team, um, but has a defense that's not too far off of Mississippi State's. And I think that's where the difference is. Alabama's got the offense that to counteract Mississippi State's defense where Mississippi State on offense is going to struggle. Uh, they play a little reckless at times, get a little sloppy with the ball, um, but they hit their free throws, and they've got a bona fide superstar in Miller. I mean, he's going to be good enough to keep him in this game. He was good enough to keep him in uh, – was it Houston? No, they beat Houston. Who was it they lost to at home? Uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. They lost yeah, to Gonzaga. Yeah. It was in that neutralist site game. It was yeah. just on the road, but yeah. Yeah. He, I think he had 36 in that game. I mean, he's, he was good enough to keep him in that. You add in Sears and Bradley and maybe a dash of Quinterly. They're 
going to be enough to win this game uh, about five points. I think it's where it's going to end up because they really are the better team. And with a short number, I really like it here. Yeah, uh, you know, Mississippi State, their offense isn't bad, but it lacks when you compare it to the elite teams. And I think that's really where it's at with them is if they just want to be, you know, make it to the NCAA tournament as a seven seed, I think that's where they are right now. You know, their defense is that good that they should make it as an at-large team. Uh, But that offense really needs to step it up and they need to improve on that offense if they want to be at that top level. And that's really what's preventing them from getting to that level of Alabama. It's the difference is the offense. Alabama's defense is is just behind them, but their offense is like, this is really a, a, a... very similar to game to that Kentucky game we talked about, except the difference being there. We talked about the difference in defenses. Now it's a difference in offenses. So it's just flip the side of the ball, but where it's that the street, the one team like, Oh, the other team's like right there, like, you know, not that far behind, but they're so much better on the other end that that should allow them to win on the road. And that's, it's, we always talk about, you're playing teams and numbers both. And the number matters here. You know, for both Kentucky and Alabama, if this gets out to three, four, five, different story at that point because they might win by those numbers, right? But laying numbers like two, it, the, the, the you know, offense for Alabama, the defense for Kentucky should be enough to get them the win on the road. And at that point, you lay two, you say, I'll take my chances that they don't win by one mathematically. It's a pretty smart investment. That's why the model's got an A play on it. That's also why you like it as well, which is going to wrap us up. We're going to give you some Mountain West action late night, 9 p.m. Central Boise State at Nevada. Again, the model does not have an A grade on. It leans Nevada. It just doesn't want to lay any points really with them. It says it should be two. The number is two, but it still leans that direction at home. Uh, Jake, why are you on Nevada minus two? Look, the Mount West has got surprisingly good basketball this year. Like, at least shocked me. I, I, I wasn't ready for them to be this good as a conference. Um, I mean, you just look at UNLV, Colorado State, New Mexico, um, and these two teams. It's just was it was teams. it was it how bad the college football was this season yeah. that like maybe like maybe like <laughs> brought in the cloud interview yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they were I just talked about that. Yeah, yeah, because I just, just talked about how like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I mean. This, this game really should be paid attention to. This could be a nice upset pick come March between these two teams. Um, it's going to be a very slow-paced game uh, with two teams that really want to make you work as hard as possible on the offensive end and then end up taking a bad shot. Nevada does a bit better job of forcing turnovers and has the better offense, so that's going to be the difference in the game. Uh, Boise has one of the one of their better players hurt in Shaver, so it's really going to hurt them on the offensive end more so than the defensive end, and that's where – They've already struggled, and Nevada's already got an advantage. Uh, Nevada's thin, but the pace really won't make that an issue. Uh, and I don't think, and I think they're in shape enough to play the same style of game and physical defense that they're going to play. Uh, and these short numbers with home teams with multiple good guards like Nevada has—that's what the play always is, that or should be, because Nevada's got three really good guards. This game is going to be very intense and very tight all throughout the game. I think Nevada pulls away late. Uh, by pull away, I mean like five points, but it's going to be the opposite of like your Alabama and St. John's Xavier. It's going to be very slow, but just just as tight and just as intense. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I'm going to give you all a total pick. You'll see it on the screen there, total 131. We're going to go under that as well. So Jake's got you with the side. I've got you with the total here. Um, uh, Sideline says this should be 128. And uh, Jake mentioned it, these two teams – Love to make you work really hard on offense. I think as we're starting to get to conference play, um, 
we saw it so much last year with the Mountain West teams that they played slow in non-conference, but when they got into conference play, they re- a handful of these, about half the teams, really started grinding it out, locking it down, really, like you said, and, it, and it's partially the pace, and it's partially just the defensive intensity that they brought to these conference games. And there were a lot of these conference games between – you know, these are two of the teams you might mention, you know, San Diego State, um, Colorado State, Wyoming, Air Force, or some of these teams. A lot of these teams that just kind of consistently play these like 63 to 55 type games. And so I'm not necessarily saying it'll get to that. I think that Nevada's offense, um, you know, is good enough. And the pace won't be that slow that I do think we can at least get probably into the 120s here. But I think 130 is a tall task. So we're going to go under 131, again, along with Jake's play of Nevada minus. There's a little bonus action here for you on the late night uh, must-see TV game. Those are nine games we're covering for your Wednesday. Jake, any parting words? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit the Discord up with a couple extra plays that I was pushing to get it, get into the show, but we mm. didn't quite make it to make the cut. So I'll Hopefully you've paid and joined in so you can see those and get those ready to go. Yeah, we, we were talking about the games. There were a, a lot of games that we were talking about. Uh, all those A-grade plays, and then there were some other ones, too, that were like just a lot of interesting things. A lot of, And again, I think we're going to get into a lot more of that now with conference play, where it'll be easy to just kind of write off a couple of the games as don't really know those teams, don't really care. But, ooh, there's a lot of matchups where I know these teams, I know how they play against each other, uh, that sort of thing, and have some edges. So, uh, again, a lot of good chat over there on the Discord, so check out that for all the other games that, that I didn't let Jake get into the show because we're already approaching 40 minutes and I didn't want to make us go for an hour and a half as much as some of you would like that I know that a lot of you wouldn't so we're going to stop at the nine games but hit up discord for Jake's other picks Uh, that's all we've got here for you then on this episode of Picks with the Professor don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content we've brought on this channel it's dropped right into your feed we'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content you can check out the college football bowl shows if you haven't yet with cousin Jared but until we see you again as always best of luck and remember You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.